Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time to rewrite the mother code. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Rewrite the Mother Code with me, Dr. Gertrude Lyons. So this is a solo episode, and I've been kind of procrastinating a little bit. Getting these done, it's just always so much easier to do an interview where you're interacting than uh, to hop on. But anyway, enough said. Here I am. And I'm just going to picture and imagine all of you in front of me that I get to share and speak with. And uh, that makes it a whole lot more fun and real. Yeah. So as I picture all of you, at the same time, I have just a beautiful vista and view out the window here where I'm recording in an Airbnb in Dukes, Ireland. Ireland just captures my soul. And we're going to be spending bits of time here and maybe more, but and I'm definitely going to be leading some retreats. So that'll be down the line, possibly in 2024, but for sure, starting in 2025, I'll be leading retreats here. Because this place is magic to me and, and just fills my soul with not only fresh air and nature and the sea and the landscape, but it holds a very special place in my heart for other trips that have been here along the way. But that is not the topic of this episode. But you will be hearing more and more about my journeys here and the journeys that I plan plan to have. But yes, I am doing an actual retreat in Mexico in the fall. Uh, the 21st through uh, the 25th. So arrive on the 21st, leave on the 25th. And in between there, it's just packed full of, it's kind of a, I hate to use this word, but I'm going to use it anyway, or phrase boot camp uh, for self-mothering. So that sounds actually like a little bit at odds with each other. But where it is, where it does fit is the fact that it builds muscles. It builds what I really want it to be as a place to come and immerse and build those self-mothering muscles. This is going to be a particularly poignant weekend because the fall equinox actually falls directly on uh, the Saturday. So Saturday of the retreat will be in the full magic and power of, of the fall equinox. So it's hard to imagine now the beginning of summer and just launching in and spring and all the blossoming and awakening and everything that, you know, we're going to be potentially looking to harvest in the fall is yet to come. So planning ahead so that you have that time for yourself to to step back. And before we head into more of the rest of fall and, and into the winter months. Okay, so wonderful. All of this is actually related, and let me tell you how, because the overall topic I wanted to kind of dive into a bit is making choices and discernment around all the choices um, that we make in our lives. And in the Rewrite the Mother Code framework, 
we have a lot of mistaken beliefs. We, we operate incredibly unconsciously. Even when we think we're being conscious, we have to just know that. And even when you've worked on it over the years and you're incredibly more conscious than you used to be because you've done a lot of deep, deep work, there's always more depths. And those depths have the power to run us and make choices and make decisions that we think we're making consciously. So I want to explore that a little bit in today's episode. And I want to use my personal experience that I've been going through really this whole year, but I guess it would, I could say in some ways, really actually more for a couple, like a good two years when, even though I've, I, I knew after doing my dissertation that I would want to, I thought it would be a good idea to actually write a book on the topic. And had had that noogling in my mind, but then declared it. Yeah, I really think it was two years ago now, this time, that I was definitely going to write a book. You know, unlike motherhood for me, where it was like, oh, I always knew I wanted to have children. But again, even at our strongest, even when we feel that like so deeply or think we say, oh, I've known since I was three years old or five years old that I wanted to have children and, you know, have a, at least one child, if not more. Where did that notion come from? And there's always, and then we could say, oh, I was, I had brothers and sisters and I really loved it. Or I babysat or I saw someone in my life and I just knew. And when we say we just knew, now I am not dissing the intuitive aspect of some things that we know and we don't have to necessarily explain where they came from. But uh, I don't think we do enough often in such major life choices where we really step back and are willing to like peel back the layers and really dive in deep and explore making a choice. So in the motherhood realm, that's around, you know, first off, the big one, do I or do I not want to slash hope to slash plan to conceive or in some way bring a child into my life? And I've shared that in various ways throughout the episodes. And we'll be sharing it even more aspects of it in my book. But I am now experiencing something. And this, you know, what I want to do is kind of share how this framework or way of approaching things like this is generalizable and in our lives and how um, we do mother and we mother in so many ways. So to me, when I made that declaration a couple of years ago, that was very similar to me saying, okay, or my husband and I deciding, like, let's start trying to have a family. We knew that we probably would at some point, but there was a moment in time where we said, now is when we, we're going to kick it off. And that's really what that two years ago was for me. You know, then you kind of, you start saying it, it starts becoming real, and then you have to actually do things about it to make it happen. And I jumped right in and was working quite closely with Jessica Zweig and Simply Be. And of course, they were completely on board for it. And I would say they were the, you know, kind of the initial, my, I don't know what the word I want to use for various junctures of support and people that kind of usher this decision and usher this, this happening um, to happen. But they were lovely and instrumental and just kind of getting the ball rolling. Like, where do I start? And Jessica, who had just launched her first book, 
was very much in it and was really helpful to just like outline a possibility and here's my book proposal and just someone who just kind of that's already been through it and in it gives you a picture of of what it's like and you know what you might expect obviously that happens a ton when you tell people that you want to potentially you know conceive a child all the the people that you know come forth that want to share their journeys and share their stories and a lot of that can be useful as we know unsolicited sometimes it's not but that being said so I'd kind of work on it I started gathering stories and interviewing women and you know we would have these chats once a month and then they got kind of longer time periods in between and in between I wasn't doing that much but it wasn't wasted time right like none of this is it's all moving in a direction Fast forward, we kind of went back and forth um, on that, making, you know, a tad bit of progress. But I I shouldn't say that. I started looking at all the pieces of a proposal, what it meant, and really just getting acclimated and learning. You know, this is a whole area that I've never, I don't have any experience in. So starting to get educated, starting to work on things, competitive titles, and all of it just was so, just felt good to be kind of back in this kind of writing and and being with something. I I would not equate it to like my dissertation, but you know, little inklings of that. So then I'm really not making enough progress. It it wasn't, you know, going to work to like, I could tell that given Jessica and Simply Be, it's not their job to publish and produce books, that I needed some more ongoing, like more direct support. And that's when I found Jennifer Loudon. Amazing serendipitous synchronicity of how I came across her name. And she happened to write one of my favorite books when I was pregnant called The Pregnant Woman's Comfort Book, because the book I thought was going to be my favorite book, uh, What to Expect When You're Expecting, turned out to be probably one of my least favorite books. And and I'm not completely dissing it. It serves a purpose, but uh, more as like a reference book, because it's not the kind of book if you want to feel hopeful and feel excited and just kind of have a and humor and, you know, being in it. Well, just like the title says, a pregnant woman's comfort book. How do you have comfort? So we connected and that's when I first like really started to dig in and get to work. And I was shocked because I thought I had been working on it, but things got much more real, right? So now, kind of similar, you know, in the the working on it. it's like, okay, like a book that a child doesn't happen just well, it can, but it wasn't happening to just have periodic contact uh, with it and expect it to just kind of magically appear and happen. So <laughs> I realized like, oh, okay, it's not going to be like that. So having somebody that would not just be accountability for me, but someone with knowledge and expertise and and has published and had bestsellers and coaches people in their in their book writing and all the way through publication at the time, I thought the best way to go and like really the only like valid if you're gonna have a book out was to get a big publishing deal. And you know, I said to myself, even if that ends up not being the way I go, I still am very glad that this was the way I got things moving because Everything you have to do in a book proposal for a big publisher is all stuff you're going to need to do at some point and, and look at it. But I, I really 
got to see just, you know, what it takes and what the publishers are looking for, what they do for you, kind of the the up pros and cons of it. Now we're starting to get into real choices. Just kind of thought, I knew it wasn't going to be easy and everybody would say that. It's, you know, getting a publishing deal. But I just kept allowing and digging in to let that truth really bring, like, really be real for me. And, you know, based on uh, the size of my platform and, you know, given that it's a, a publisher's, you know, main objective when they take your book is that, you know, they can guarantee at a level that it will sell. And they want to sell books. And if you already have a great platform, it's going to be so much easier to sell your book because you can, you know, advertise and get it out to tons of people. So I'm like, okay, well, that's good incentive to get my platform numbers up and, and all of that. And just really seeing and then exploring other options. And I just give Jennifer huge credit. In the meantime, I'm fleshing out an outline. I'm really looking at like, wow, what does it take to put these ideas that I've been coaching people in and speaking on and and leading retreats? It's a whole different thing to put it into writing in a way that's accessible, you know, and then picking a demographic and all these things that I'm learning uh, about it. But I'm just so taken by the fact that the part I'm just watching the part of me that just wanted to make a choice like what should I do and thinking about this so much in the conception and pregnancy and and birth process how you know it's it's just so easy to want to give your power over like I don't care if I have to like not necessarily write the book I want if I'm going to get a big publisher to publish it you know and just have that just to have the process over with and you know how it can be upsetting and painful. And I don't really know what I'm doing. And I think that's so true for women around the arena of motherhood. It's like one of those things, for some reason, because I've written articles, written a dissertation, like I'm just supposed to know this, and I should intuitively and have things figured out. And that's, you know, what gets women into such a pickle, because there's so much we don't know. And we've never had the experience before. And I've never written or published a book before. So how am I supposed to know all this? All the new information and everything just feels so overwhelming. That of course, I want to look to an expert in the field and people who have done this before, and they should know. Soon figured out like, well, there are a lot of people who know, but their perspectives and their opinions and gosh, guess what? It was going to just circle right back to me again. And what do I want? And I would hear, you know, this a lot and be asked the question, what's the goal? What's your goal in writing the book? Like, because there could be lots of different reasons people write a book. And, and that's anything from, well, I just want to have it because it's good credibility. I want it to be a good, decent book, but I'm not like trying to have write a bestseller. I want it to amplify my platform or I want to sell as many copies of a book as possible, or I want, you know, it's a a legacy, you know, my name is, you know, will be there forever on this book. All are valid reasons, but what's my reason, right? What's my reason? And that is the ultimate of what we want to get to. And when you rewrite your mother code, you write your ideal. What do you want? What do you yearn for? You know, and I yearn deeply to make a difference. I yearn to have my story told. I yearn to have 
and and heard and I yearn to raise awareness and bring something that's had so much meaning and impact to me and the people I've served over the years to as many people as possible. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather, if that's the space that you're in, and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico, Zihuatanejo, meaning land of the goddess women, and coming to really take time for yourself. Okay. And that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if that idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up, but now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. So I wouldn't say that the selling of the book is the big deal, but having it touch and reach a large audience. And I can't believe I didn't say this first, because literally when I would ask this question, a very high on my list was focusing on myself first, which was, I think this is a really valuable process. This is putting me in touch with my material in a way that I haven't before. And I plan to learn and grow and transform in the process and holding that as one of my main tenants and intentions in this. And then out of that, next in line, you know, to make a difference, to have it, the contents, you know, impact and allow women to think differently, raise awareness, you know, and just with 
what this podcast, what this episode is about, like learn the importance or, you know, be aware of what's possible when you really deeply discern choices. And then things started, you know, as I was diving into that, then things started happening. Like, you know, my work with Jennifer was starting to produce solid outline and an annotated outline um, that was going to be part of the process. Either way, there came a choice point. This was really going to dictate how I was going to use my time going forward. How do I want to go for a big publishing deal and go that route? You know, do I want to self-publish? Kind of in conjunction with self-publishing, you just get help with it in a, in a hybrid publishing. I decided in a retreat with Alexia Vernon. I went into that retreat knowing that I wanted to choose and decide. And there was one, there were people there who had written and published books all sorts of ways. So I had really good information coming at me, but also some of, we did some deeper experiences and I created a, a mask that showed the parts of me that on it represented the parts of me that I hide. I'm going to call it the good and the bad, you know, things that I hide or want to keep. And one of them was my creativity and my, my gifts and my pain. And I really realized that I really want to write the book I want to write. I don't want to be overly hindered by what a publisher says and how it should be so it will sell. But one that is true and an integrous with my experience and that I think will bring value. And, you know, obviously, hopefully it sells, but uh, most importantly, that it brings value. So I came out of that retreat saying, nope, definitely not going to go the get an agent Bay publishing route. And that was huge. It was drawing a line in the sand. And sometimes for women, that's deciding if they are going to pursue having a child or not, or what kind of birth they're going to have. Anything from, you know, a medical birth to a home birth and everything in between like those big choices, and then you make it, and then things start unfolding from there. And they did. And then one of my retreat participants, um, Anya Rock, she introduced me to a woman who has started a publishing company, Rise, Rise Books, Rise and Ascend, are her two publishing aspects. And she's like, I just think you two should talk. So Hours and hours of conversation later and exploration and having and really like going to my coaches and even, you know, with Jennifer, because this would change our relationship in letting people be devil's advocate. Like what if I go with the deal that she's proposing to be a rise author? So published under her name, under the name of her publishing company and the support and the investment, everything that entailed really had to look at. Again, these same things over and over and and in the end and do due diligence because again, I just wanted it over. I just wanted some easy way out of this, but I kept at asking hard questions and discerning, you know, through critical thinking and getting different viewpoints. But in the end, knowing that and I coming back to, I had a strong feeling, a lot of positive feelings about it, but I had to be willing to look at what some of the the downsides would be and you know what if this as a newer publishing company what happens if it doesn't succeed and all sorts of things and ask a lot of questions and I did and it just kept affirming you know what I hoped might be the the result and it did and so as of today I will be working with Kristen McGinnis at Rise Publishing and I could not be more excited because I feel like I'm 
not just, I don't just now have a publisher for my book. Um, I have a woman who is really looking to build something and build something for, you know, every type of author, meaning like emerging authors like me with first books, you know, mid-level authors and well-known, already well-known, already successful authors, you know, in, but all was really important to me that her whole thing is around books that are going to change the world and create change. And that's super important to me. And I'm so excited and kind of at the same time, while I was exploring, I met another woman that I I hope to have still have as part of the process in some way, because I think she will bring just some serious fire to the marketing aspect when we get to that. I want her to be part of it too. And I want you all to be a part of it. I know many of you, there are people listening that I've coached and I'm going to, your stories are going to be a part of it. And I'm going to want to represent us as well and your journeys well. But now I'm at, you know, this phase. So I don't know. I haven't quite thought like, does this mean I'm, is it, would this equate to being pregnant now or just being clear that, you know, this, I think it's probably along those lines because now I'm really going to get to work, really going to get to work writing the book. I can put, all my energy and efforts toward that, that have been going into this. Uh, so I just took you on a, a journey and hopefully you're, you're seeing some of the main points that I want to make, which is around, you know, a- allowing and some things I didn't mention, but I, you know, I did do some breath work around this and, you know, got kind of other levels. I spoke with, you know, my, an intuitive woman, a psychic that I'd love to speak to because she's very grounded and practical, but also, you know, kind of touches these angel spaces. And she brought up like hard questions to be in and ask. I've really been digging deep on getting clear, you know, why this matters to me and why this is important. So, you know, that's what I want for all of us, you know, in these, this is a big life investment. This will be a big investment of my energy and my time. I feel like I'm in a good space not alone in it and getting support and joining a community of other um, authors and writers and on a new adventure and exploration. And I know there's going to be a lot more to come and I'll probably do periodic along the way uh, episodes on the progress as, as different things emerge and different aspects of the process come forward. But consider this and consider all the emotions that are coming up and allow yourself to have those and that's all part of the choice and the decision, but really looking inward once you have the data, you know, to really allow these decisions to and, and different aspects of them to emerge. And that doesn't mean, and I, I don't like using the word like, I know this is the right decision. I made as conscious of a choice as I could, and it was a decision. I, I try and stray from saying it was, I know this is right because I know better, right? Because I'm sure there's still unconscious things driving this decision. And things that I'm giving up as a result of it and that I that won't be part of it because I'm making this choice. So all of that is good and all so important. Also, I don't know, important, but definitely rewarding, fulfilling, and bringing a whole lot more meaningful meaning to it. So I am going to sign off here. And my husband and I are going to go out to eat um, in the little town of Glen Bay, Ireland, and celebrate. Looking forward to being in touch. Let me know any thoughts or reactions, what decisions you're in the process of making that this could apply to and why, you know, you might want to follow this process and, and really dig in. 
of course, I would love to support you in that. But either way, no matter how you do it, that the doing of it is, is a really beautiful journey. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no. Subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included, find it. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful, and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.